Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. From KQED in San Francisco, I'm Alexis Madrigal. One year ago today, San Jose experienced the deadliest mass shooting in the history of the Bay Area. I talked with one of the survivors about the past year. And then we'll talk with novelist and journalist Vanessa Waugh about her new book, Forbidden City. It's historical fiction about a 16-year-old girl plucked from a peasant's life in China in 1965 to join a troupe of dancers formed to satisfy an aging Chairman Mao's love of ballroom dance and teenage girls. We'll talk about the themes of power and manipulation that resonate across time and the way Chinese-American immigrants carried their homeland's history with them to San Francisco. That's all coming up next. Welcome to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. One year ago today, an employee of the Valley Transportation Authority set his house ablaze and drove to work, where he targeted, shot, and killed nine co-workers in what is still the Bay Area's deadliest mass shooting. It's one of a long string of mass shootings in this country that extends back decades and continues all the way to earlier this week when an 18-year-old killed at least 19 elementary school students in Texas. The horror of each event alone and all of them together can be overwhelming. Today, to mark the anniversary, we were able to catch up with one of the survivors of the VTA shooting, John Courtney, who was and is the president of the amalgamated Transit Union Local 265. He was there on that terrible day. Welcome to the show, John. I know this can't be easy, and we really appreciate you coming on the show to talk about what you've been through. I appreciate your sensitivity, and I um, thank you for having me. How are you doing this week as the anniversary approaches? You know, it's interesting. Just last week, I've been getting a lot of mental health help. Um, There are a lot of resources available, and I've been using all the resources that I can. And I thought I was in a really, really good place um, as late as last Friday, uh, last Thursday. And as this week um, came upon us and we get closer to the anniversary, I I am really, really struggling um, with anger issues and um, just um, missing missing, um, my brothers that we lost and missing a a world for us um, that existed before um, May 26th of last year. At this point, when you're in a good place, like you notice, what, what does that feel and, and look like for you? 
I mean, it just kind, kind of, there's an acceptance that um, I have to live with what I and we all went through and it's, it's, it's part of our, our lives now. I um, mean, we're not gonna let it hold us back. In fact, we're gonna do everything that we can in our power to make sure um, that something like this never happens again and um, make sure that folks who struggle with any type of mental health um, issues has resources available. And that's a real comfort and a real happy place for me when I, when I feel like there's, we have kind of a mission that we, we're on. And um, I think that's, that's where my happy place is right now. And um, that's what it feels like to, um, to get, to um, live in a world, you know, knowing what happened in our past, but having tools available. Mm-hmm. So I know this may be painful and I don't want to make this worse than it already is, but what do you remember of that day a year ago? Unfortunately, I, my memories are very, very vivid. And I, re- I remember with clarity um, what happened and where I was. And um, some things stick out more than others. Some things are, are still very confusing to me, obviously, um, what I remember is um, a normal day going to work with guys that I've met with many, many times and gals that I've met with many, many times just to talk about normal, normal things in the workplace, you know, safety, making sure that our workers are safe and have the tools they need to do the job safely and, um, you know, contracts and things like that, ready to answer questions to re- that someone who's ready to retire might have and out of the out of nowhere um, comes an incredibly um, horrific thing. And I, I, I remember clearly the first shots and that was a bit of confusion. I didn't know what that the bangs were and I turned my head and as I turned my head, I saw a lot of, um, a lot of, I guess you could say, um, people scrambling, people trying to move as fast as they could to get out of whatever was happening. And it wasn't really figured out until I had fully saw a gun being fired and pointed at people and as they were shot. So, and, you know, and then, you know, after that, the, the sounds are horrible. Um, the noises that you hear that you never thought you would know what it sounds like, to be honest, to, when a bullet enters a person, what it sounds like. I know that now, and that's, that's horrible. Um, I, I've been doing really good with not getting too graphic because I don't want to, um, I don't want to make someone not listen to the mental health piece that we mm-hmm. need to speak about. So I, I tend to, um, I don't want to trigger people. Um, so that's really pretty much as far as I can go, as far as, the, you know, graphically describing what I did. What has your healing process from that look like? What, what have you had to do to try to recover from that moment? Well, in, initially it was, you know, I'm, I'm stronger than all of this. I can take this. I can handle this. I'm here for all of my members. I'm here for the entire Santa Clara County um, who needs me. I'm here for all of, you know, public transportation in the country. My, my shoulders are big enough to hold us all up through this. And, um, and I got this and I'm going to be here for, for you all. And I, I found that, you know, um, I'm not so mighty. I'm, I'm nowhere near mighty. Um, 
you know, by the grace of God go I, and I, um, I got some help. I got some real solid help. You know, it was not enough to just walk by someone who's kind of going through the same thing and say, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. And we agree that we're okay, but really we're not. And that's okay is not okay. So I was able to get away to, um, to go to a place in Florida that handled PTSD for frontline, for frontline um, first responders and, and others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, came back from that abruptly. Uh, I, my, my, my um, treatment wasn't complete. Um, in the middle of it, we had a, um, um, an executive board member and a very, very dear, dear close friend to myself and my family and, and our brothers and sisters at ATU um, commit suicide. And um, mm-hmm. so I, you know, again, I thought I was okay. I had tools in place and, you know, I hit a wall again. And to be honest, uh, mind, body, and spirit are all connected. I, I found myself mentally in a place that I needed help but it also took a toll on me physically. If you saw my pictures of last year, I've lost 70 pounds and, and I ended up in a hospital. I ended, yeah, I ended up in a hospital for 18 days in, um, in the ICU um, for, I think about 14 or 15 of those days, completely out of it. They opened up my stomach. My, my, I was producing some really toxic stuff and um, they never did find it uh, what it was, but I know what it was. It was stress and it was um, PTSD and all those things. So um I found a really, really good treatment center in San Francisco, and I'm working with uh, a doctor that I just have incredible trust in, and um, I'm I'm feeling better every single day. Um, but again, you know, anniversaries and and things like that this come up, and um, you, just when you're feeling good, you kind of get a little bit of a setback, which is okay. Um, Has the BTA or you know your union? What, what kind of support have you been able to provide for the families of the, of the people who were killed? I'm kind of, I'm, I'm uncomfortable um, speaking of, about that. I, I think that the families um, are all, you know, obviously different and have different needs. And, but, you know, by and large, I, I don't think that they, anybody can ever be, quote, taken care of, unquote, um, after such a horrible thing. And um, we've been doing the best that we can to um, make sure that things that are asked are, are we, we take care of them and deal with them. Um, yeah. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. How do you deal with this the fact of America that the mass shootings continue? Well, I'll tell you, I don't I don't watch the news um, because I just don't need to be inundated with um, horrible, horrific, depressing things. And, you know, this came through yesterday and I, I 
so in a way, I'm kind of like, I, I can't believe we're going through this again. It seems like every other day, every three days. And then when you find out that it's 18, 18 babies, 18 children, what is going on in this country? And I spoke to a young lady this morning from Australia, and they had a very tragic, horrible thing happen in 1985. And um, subsequent to that, over 600,000 guns were turned in, and they've had no uh, events like we're having, uh, seems like every other day. So, um, you know, other countries may, might have the solution for whatever reason in this country. There's so much hate and, and racism and um, so much angst built up. And, and for whatever reason, we're, we're not being honest about it. We have a gun issue. We have a mental health crisis that we're not dealing with. And we are in a, in a time right now where literally within two weeks, a mentally deranged individual can purchase two incredibly harmful guns that are not meant for anything except killing and go on a rampage and, and extinguish 19 um, young lives for no reason. And if we don't face the fact that we have a problem and we keep saying, you know, um, we're, we answer it with um, prayers and thoughts and, and all those things, the, the idea that it's a, a gun problem and a mental health problem is, is spot on, okay? It's both. And when you make it easier for a person who has a mental health problem to get a gun, you've just effectively been part of the problem. If you continue to um, to allow that to happen, and I I call on the the politicians that we voted on to somehow do something um, mm -hmm. to continuously vote in favor uh, against um, a mental health check for for someone who's going to purchase a gun. Look, by and large, if somebody wants a, a gun and is going to do damage. They're going to be able to get that done. And I, I often say that the guy, the person who did the damage of ETA, he could have done that with a torch. He could have done that with gasoline and any, many, many other ways. But the fact of the matter is he was able to buy 32,000 rounds of ammunition and purchase multiple weapons and bring them into a place of work mm -hmm. and just destroy the lives of so many. Something is wrong here. What are we doing? John, how would you like your co-workers to be remembered? I, I, um, I knew every single one of them. Every single one of them has a, uh, a, a piece of their personality that means so much to me, each, each and every one of them. I want them to really be remembered as, um, as folks who were you know, um, taken off this planet too soon for, for, for no reason, for a senseless act. And, um, but but I, want to, I, I can only say what I personally feel in my remembrance is, is, is a very good place about every single one of those, yeah. those, those individuals. Today is the first anniversary of the Valley Transportation Authority mass shooting in San Jose. We've been talking with John Courtney, who was there that day. He's president of the Amalgamated Transit Union, Local 265. Thank you so much for joining us, John. You're very welcome. And please, let's just all be kind to each other. Thank you. Absolutely. Glad you're healing. We'll Thanks. be back with more Forum after the break. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. 
Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.